Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today, and I am joined alongside my fellow co-hosts, Anthony. Hello. And the candlestick maker himself, Shabazz. They call me Lumiere, all right? That's why what they why are you a candlestick maker? So I thought it was like a something else. I thought it was like referencing something else, but yes, please tell me. No, um, so so I took the missus to a candle making uh, workshop, um, oh. because there's this place in Yorkville here in Toronto, um, called Candle Artistique, I believe, and we're not sponsored by them anyway. But no, if they no, want please to, tell us more about them. If they want to be sponsoring us, uh, we'll take it. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool. Like you get to it's a workshop, and there's other people there, and it's very like. Yorkville, so it's very fancy. Yeah, and you make your own candles, so you pick like a base note of a smell, a mid tone, and a, and a tall or like a like a top layer. She's just making up words right now. I, it sounds like I am. It sounds like you're, you're ordering a drink at Starbucks. Like a tall uh, mid tone, two pumps or? only. Yeah, uh, but I, I like candles a lot. Like I have candles in my room all the time that uh, I like good smells so smelling good is a good thing smelling good and yeah. having things like i never want people to walk into my room or my house or anything and be like ew and i don't know why i'm inviting like a 16 year old valley girl like yeah <laughs> also how many people are walking through your room constantly well people like come into my room all the time like my mom will come in or my my my, my girlfriend or any, anybody will come yeah. into my room or my house and if you, anyway. if you guys ever want to come over as well right I, i've been inviting you guys for years yeah um one day you'll be friends but yeah i just i like good smelling things so if, when I made my own candle, it was something that I made differently. I didn't right. go with the normal scent that I usually go for. I usually go for the more manly scents, like oh, very like, like wood. But, but here's the thing that always makes me laugh whenever we see like, we can't just have like good smelling things for guys. No. It always has to be like just something just like, oh, here are like, like, I, like I've been, I watch Shark Tank a lot. So it's say? always just like dude wipes. Dude or wipes. Or dick wipes. Or just like, oh. it's just like they like, they'll make it so like, overly masculine yeah. it's like oh here's your bicep like wash you're yeah. like okay like yeah, it's always just, it can be fruity smelling that's okay i'm i'm good with any kind yeah. of smell it's just most of the the men scented ones are always like yeah this smells like a fucking forest yeah it's here's like, a i've really <laughs> been to a forest really that often so <laughs> you're sandalwood. Take your word for sandalwood. it yeah. yeah sandalwood smells great though. it does sound it does yeah. smell great yeah, yeah. sounds I, great i too. just don't get why like like I made this one a bit more like, oh, well, this is the kind of smells that I typically yeah. like. Now, again... Here's the volcanic ash of Pompeii. Right. Okay. People are hearing this and going like, yo, Shay, why don't you just buy the non-manly smelling ones from the store? You mean the they manly don't, smelling ones? No, the, the non-manly ones. I've been buying the manly ones only. Okay, got you, got you, got you. They don't allow me to. They check your ID. You buy manly candles? I, I just buy like more the, the Wait, men-scented ones. You buy mandals? Mandals. Yeah. Should, should we start that company? Mandals? I think yeah. we, we We could pitch wait, it on wait, Shark we're Tank. Announcing, we're announcing it, though, right now. So Today on the movie podcast, we are so someone's happy stealing to announce. it. Someone's stealing it, though, right now. So I'm so, no, you can't, because once we say it on the show, this is timestamps. Oh. Yeah. We're already on Shark Tank. We're already on, we're on Dragon's Den, because we're in Canada. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, true. So true. we got to get a dragon So that's on board. the thing, man. I like candles. I've made candles, and now I'm a candle maker. So you guys any, yeah. got any candle questions? I'm, I would love to answer them for I you. Just, so couple quick questions yeah, uh, before we wrap up this candle talk what were the candles like steaks or were they like kind of like the three wick no candles? no we, we, we weren't we weren't doing like some pioneer shit like yeah. this was like a candle well i like, mean you were making candles so you kind of were kind of yeah but these were scented candles back in back in pioneer days they were to see <laughs> <laughs> candles were a necessity this is more like a yeah i want them to smell nice yeah what's your question uh, <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you had a question I just there, felt like it? were you the the um the uh, only male the only male no in this, no uh, 
no, scenario. No, pe- people brought their their girlfriends. A lot of a lot of guys were dragged there by their girlfriends. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I actually dragged my girlfriend to yeah. the <laughs> She really loves. No, candles. I. So you you make like your your typical one wick kind of candle, and yeah. the way you do it is you you get a bunch of these oils, and then you get wax, and yeah. you kind of like mix it all together, and then you literally pour it into a thing, and then they taught us like the. The, the the rules of like lighting a candle and like how you should light a candle I'm like oh that makes so much sense She's like yeah you ever notice like this happens to your candle I'm like fuck yeah and I'm like taking notes yeah so I was really Yo, moved I'm really telling you she's she's becoming more whiter than us at this point is, is being candles a white thing yeah it, it is, is yeah, a white because the girl was was super white <laughs> yeah like are you at one point she was like candle yeah she she's like sir are you were you burnt by a candle like why you're so brown <laughs> yeah I like no, looking at fire like that's the best part that's of the a, candle. That's a bit of the opposite of the spectrum. Yeah, though. but you light things on fire. That's, like that's most thing, businesses right? and places that we go to, you're like, <laughs> sir, that's not a candle. That's a person. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a curtain. Please leave sir, that please, alone. Sir, please, please don't don't light yeah. this on fire. What what, uh, what sense did you make? Um, I, I went flavors, but you don't need. You, I, I did drink oh, a little bit dude, of it. Dude, that would have been so much better. I would have come to that one where you eat the candle, but it's not a real candle. It's just. I real. think that's just a cooking class. Dude, really. I, yeah. You, were you the kid in school that ate glue? No. I mean, at the moment, it sounds like it, though. No, I wouldn't eat. I ate the I, candles. I, yeah. I, would, I would eat, like, an edible candle that was oh. a cake. So you that would eat a cake, is what you're to. saying. You'd, eat it, you'd go to a baking class, is what yes. you're, like, trying to get to. I'm just saying, take me to a baking yeah. class. Oh. An- Anthony was an altar boy in, in elementary school. Were you and, you just, and you just eat the candles on, uh, in no, the church. Man. I was like, Anthony <laughs> could I, be an altar boy. When I went boy. to the church... Yeah. There was more flames after that. So. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. You, this... you you walked in. It was like devil's advocate yeah. for you. <laughs> I was touching the the holy water. It just becomes bubble. Yeah. God. Um, so yeah. I I I, f- I forgot the exact scents that I chose. Like mm-hmm. they had like 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 sugar and spice and everything. Nice what, one of them. The the scents. The name of the scent was kind of like uh, troublesome for me. It was yeah. called Oriental. <laughs> And I was like, I yeah. don't know. Like, I yeah. looked, I looked at the white people there, and I'm like, you guys, are you, you guys know that you put this word in here? Yeah. And yeah, I just, <laughs> I chose that one out of solidarity. Where did you go, by the way, for this? Did uh, you go, it was did you get candles <laughs> in like the 80s. It was in, it was in Atlanta and in, in Georgia. Oh my Were you God. guys not there? No, it was uh, again. It was in Yorkville. They're Yorkville, called yeah. Candle Artistry. Old Yorkville. Old Yorkville. Yeah. No, it's very cool. Like if you're yeah. if you're in Toronto, I recommend checking it out. It's a great date night place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah it's very like fancy yeah so how it's many right, candles do you have opposite now? of the ferrari showroom oh that's cool yeah 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 where i could buy my or light it on fire yeah, too. yeah yeah you yeah. only get to make one candle because just so you have like just one stick of a candle no so it's like the the it's jar a, it's a, okay the jar it's a jar and it's like very like high quality like i was yeah. very impressed by did it. you call did you name your candle like because you because it's just sentence to you so did you give it a name i did Hopefully I, a less racist sound i i did i gave it oriental too is that the name is that okay more that's doubly racist yeah yeah i was gonna say something worse but i'm like no hold on this is being recorded yes it is so so, yeah. People can listen to this episode. People can listen, and to they it. are. Ew. Because I'm, I was going to do transition, but oh after, no, you can transition, transition. It's okay. It's done. The transition's yeah, gone. The, My segue's you, gone. You, you literally it's, you it's, pushed them off the rails. Drove away without me in the Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday, and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes and our interviews on all the latest movies and series. Make sure you're following us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterbox. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. You can check out our show notes for all of those links and more. Make sure you're also following us on YouTube. If you're listening to this on YouTube right now, hello, please.
please like, comment, subscribe, do all the YouTube stuff. Anthony's been making some killer videos for us on YouTube so you could see our lovely faces, you could hear us and uh, look at us talking to all the coolest people in the industry. We have some really great interviews coming down the pipeline very, very soon, so look forward to that, including some ones, you know, maybe related to some upcoming Star Wars shows. Who knows? We do. Who knows? You have to look forward to those later this month or even September because um, there's been some delays, so we'll stay tuned for all of that. Um, so quick announcements before we dive into this very, very interesting show we're going to be having for you today. Next week on the movie podcast... We will not be having a main episode on Monday. I know sometimes we take a week off, but next week we'll really be off. So <laughs> you'll you'll see what are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know, Shay. You're going to see. I don't very, know. You're, I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> hey. Definitely, uh, definitely not candles. Definitely not. We hey, won't be making hey, candles. Man. Are, you, are you coming after my candles, man? I was going to make you a candle for your birthday. Uh, and you finally smell good. And now I guess I won't. Okay. And I was going to pour the wax all over you. Oh, the hot wax. That, that leads to other things. Between oh, me and you. June is just around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we will not have a main episode of the movie podcast, and you will see why very, very soon. So look forward to all of the fun stuff that we have coming up, because uh, we're going to be hitting a very big milestone, this, or I guess later this week will be a you know a huge milestone of what it's we're all milestones you know it's all milestones now. this year milestones restaurant oops all milestones oops all milestones all milestones now we have um we have a really great opportunity coming up and we can't wait to share it with you but we're gonna we're gonna keep it a little we're gonna keep it in secrecy for now so stay tuned uh later this week you'll hear why uh, also later this week, you can check out our thoughts and reviews on Bodies, 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 I Am Groot, The Samaritan, uh, Day Shift, and a lot more. So those may be coming either as social reactions, so make sure you're following us on all of our socials, and reviews as well. Bodies, 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 for sure, we'll have a review out this week, so look forward to that. Maybe it's recorded already, who knows? And I think it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's, it's recorded, recorded already. Yeah. yeah, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies could also be the scent of a candle. And it's that's, just body odor. That's, that is what I that's, named my yeah, candle. That's a goop candle. That's a goop candle for uh, sure. That is, that is definitely yeah. a goop it's, candle. It's taken us a while. I'm surprised it's taken us this long to make a joke about goop. Uh, yeah, it, we we're almost the fourth year of the show. Yeah, we're no, there. But, even, but even I think just in this episode, because we were talking about candles yeah, and all that. Yeah. And, that's true, because yeah. they have some unique candles. We don't even talk about Gwyneth Paltrow in here ever since the whole... Uh, Goopy? Thing she did. What did she do? I don't know. I was just hoping you guys would fill in the blanks. Oh, no. She just forgets she's in movies a lot. Yeah. She does forget she's in movies yeah. a lot. <laughs> yes, you were. Yeah. yeah Shakespeare in love. Oh, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think I feel like a lot of Marvel actors and comic book actors don't know or watch yeah. the movies. And I, and I also feel like because a lot of the stuff that they film is so... Shrouded in secrecy. Shrouded in secrecy. They'll shoot it maybe a year or two in advance. So yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I am in this. I guess I ended up being in yeah. this. You never know. Yeah. Guys, it's been a while since we've been together, but let's get into the news. I love it. Let's start things off with something that is not at all controversial. Oh, boy. I love non-controversial Non-controversial news. Let's get into it, because we have a lot of HBO Max. We have a lot of Warner Brothers news to get to, mm. but we have a news story that dropped this week that we got to get out of the way, and let's just get it out of the way first. James Franco... To play Fidel Castro and Alina of Cuba, Mia Maestro also sat opposite Anna Villafan. This has come from Anthony D'Alessandro of Deadline. Oscar nominee and two-time Golden Globe winner James Franco will play Cuban leader Fidel Castro in Miguel Bardem's Alina of Cuba, with uh, Imagen Award winner Mia Maestro set to play Natalia Nadi Ruvleta, the Cuban-born socialite 
at, um, he has a passionate love affair with. This news dropped this week. We haven't heard of James Franco in a little while. Last, I think we heard him in the news was when, you know, Seth Rogen was mentioning right. that I won't be working with him anymore. Which we talked about as well. Which we spoke about as well at the time. And one caused a lot of controversy, of course, because James Franco, a lot of things came out about him, uh, a sexual assaults, uh, allegations, and things that actually happened were uh, released during the Me Too movement. And not only is that why this is controversial, it's also controversial because he is a white man who is now playing a Latin character. Mm. And this is a very interesting thing that's happening. And of course, there was a lot of um, outrage when this was announced. And let's get right to it. How is this still going on? John Luguziamo, who previously been who has previously been vocal about the lack of Latin representation in Hollywood, said of the casting, "How is Hollywood excluding us but sealing our narratives as well? No more appropriation in Hollywood and streamers boycott. This is fucked up. Plus, seriously, difficult story to tell without uh, aggrandizement, which would be wrong. I don't got a problem with Franco, but he ain't Latino. That is coming from John Luguziamo." In response, O'Fallon, the film's producer, said in a statement to The Hollywood Reporter that he admires, Lugaz- uh, he admires Luguziamo, but that his comments are a blind attack. A guy like John Luguziamo has historically been looked up to by Hispanics as one of America's earliest actors of Latin descent since the 90s, and I've always admired him as a fellow underdog. But his comments are culturally uneducated and a blind attack, with zero substance related to this project. The reality of the ignorance piece falls within his statement, suggesting his personal view on being Latino, because a landmass or living area does not determine a person's blood history or genetics he continues so there's been a lot going on with this let's unpack a little bit about this shay i'm going to get you to start us off what are your thoughts on this what are your thoughts on james franco coming back and of all roles playing fidel castro there's definitely a lot to take away from this i think the biggest thing is what john john's kind of said here about you know why are we not getting proper latin representation no matter what the scope or scale of the project is you like we should be past that point where we're casting people that are not of that ethnicity in that role despite how big of an actor they are there are now really big latin actors so there shouldn't be a shortage of that especially but on top of that it doesn't always have to also be someone that looks exactly like the person that they're portraying you look back at a character like steve jobs who was initially casted by people who looked like him and then ended up going to michael fassbender who really doesn't look anything like steve jobs granted phenomenal performance so you can get great performances out of people it's about you know capturing the essence of that of that person not so much the likeness of them you know you capture right. what they did who they are it doesn't matter if they look like them i mean obviously you don't want to make it too dramatic and be like well they were like this now they're 18 feet tall like it's it's right. always you guys you have to play within the lines that you're working within james franco also Super controversial. So why he's coming back into the world, bizarre beyond me, but I guess he's trying to move past what he's done, but the world doesn't forgive. And obviously we're not going to forgive because that was heinous what he's done. Right. So we can't move past that either. Also, this seems like a very low budget, small film. Granted, again, despite the size and scale of the film, it, he shouldn't be brought back. Just like when we heard recently that Kevin Spacey was coming back to do a film as well. Yeah. Also, small scale and everything. He's done, a, he's done I think, a couple he's now since... Probably. Yeah. They're probably all super like right-wing films too. Who knows? Yeah. But at the same time, yes, James, d- don't do this, man. Don't come back. You're not... No one's going to appreciate this. No one's going to welcome you back with open arms right now. So, I don't know. Weird beyond me, and I don't, I don't get it. 
it, it it's all for the news. It's all for making a, a smaller budget film or a smaller production film on people's radars, if right. anything. And 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 that's kind of where I'm at with it. I feel like this casting, this movie is only getting attention because of James Franco casting. Yeah, they went for controversy. You know what I mean? And like people are talking about it and may it may pique people's interest more mm-hmm. because it's it's James Franco in it. But I mean, when we look at people who are still working in Hollywood, I mean, we still see Woody Allen, people working with Woody Allen. We still Roman see Roman Polanski, people working with Roman Polanski. So it's like, I don't think... And I, again, I, this is not me condoning it. It's just that it's like I'm just stating that people will still work with people who are controversial. And I think regardless of what happens, they're always going to find work somehow. And whether you support that or not, it's just it's just like this news broke, and I'm like, okay, James Franco is trying to make a comeback, and it's like, but as Fidel Castro, weird. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. We've been sorry, not to cut you off there, but we've been no. seeing a lot more you know news coming out about. Well, the dirty side of Hollywood. We've all known that that side's been there. Yeah. Uh, just recently, Jeanette McCurdy from you know Nickelodeon fame of I think iCarly, iCarly and yeah. Sam and Carly or yeah. what was the show called? Yeah, Sam and Carly. I don't, I don't know. know if it was Sam and Carly. I, 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 I that was a little bit beyond my time of Nickelodeon, but she Sam came and out. Cat. Sam and Cat. Sorry, yeah. she played Cat, I believe. Um, th- that came out. You know, she came out about she talking Sam. about yes. She played, that's what I said. She yeah. said she played Cat Sam. was Ariana Grande. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, Anyways, <laughs> so many shows in Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, but yes, it, you, you got more information coming out about her experience with Dan Schneider and one of the directors that were yeah. a part of that Nickelodeon rise to fame and how there was a lot of hush money being sent her way. and Or tried to, and she denied it. Or tried it, to, right? she denied yeah. it, exactly. And it, it's, just, it's just crazy that still Dan Schneider was getting work. And I think he's still somewhere in the biz right now. I think he's still kind of like roaming the halls yeah. or lurking around around making shows it's weird i don't, I don't get yeah i, mean, I don't look get at, it look at john lasseter as well too right john lasseter john lasseter recently is, is, is being marketed heavily with um his name his not, name's not but yes. his his his, credit, his is, credits yeah. are right with with luck right it's like from the from the visionary creator behind pixar from um toy story, toy story and cars, cars right yeah. so it's, it's just interesting how this happens but you know we were talking too about this earlier and it's like but the the it seems like the cast and the crew and the creators behind this movie are all of Latin descent as well too. Anthony, do you want to jump in? Yeah, they're all Latinos. Yeah. So I don't know. The media is trying to twist it in a way that's this is James Franco's doing in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I feel like they approached him and from the casting director to the producers to the director to the writers, they're all Latino. So they knew who they wanted. Yeah. And it's their movie at the end of the day. And I totally agree with John Leguizamo, but it's their movie, so they get to choose who they want yeah. to play Fidel Castro. You're absolutely right. Also, the daughter of Fidel Castro is okay with James Franco playing her father. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like you got all these blessings, but then you're you have this these this this huge issue in Hollywood where um, cultures are not actually utilized for their roles properly. So I I it's in a, it's in a weird situation. Again, I don't know what the production is uh, the production company for this. The distribution is this uh, is this an American produced film? Is I this, don't know. I don't think so. Is this a Mexican, so. Spanish? Like is it Cuban? Spain? Then, yeah. Is it Cuban? Like I don't know. I don't know where where European even by the way. actual country <laughs> of origin this movie is coming out of. Yeah. So I don't know. But like I I get it. Like everyone's like 
James Franco's done shitty things 100%, but then there has to be a point where he eventually will come back. Like, he makes amends. He he says he's sorry. I think, did he not say he's sorry? Or he said it somehow? I think, I think, like, I think everyone always has some type of apology that they come out and then they kind of just disappear for a yeah. while, right? And then yeah. just, that's Hollywood. Like, you, you, there's this other world where we're just, oh, no, he cannot do anything ever again. He's not allowed to. I can't watch this man. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it, but that's not the world you live in. And, you know, Hollywood sees it differently. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. yeah, Hollywood always be I don't different, know. right? I, I see his his brother a lot in a yeah. lot of movies. Yeah, and I always think, of, I always week, think right? of James Franco. And I'm like, man, he was... I don't ever want to put him in a situation where he's canceled. But I, I do think his the things he's done is awful yeah so it's a weird situation with these these actors even kevin space they they're all like bad people but then you you don't want them to be like in a place where they can never work again you know i don't know it's a weird world it is and i think when we're looking at the last five years especially with the rise of the me too movement and everything like that we're seeing a lot more um actors called out for it and rightly so right a lot mm. of a lot of hollywood for a long time or for its entirety has been very shady very like dark room deals just gross people who are at the helm of a lot of things and i think yeah. the me too movement hopefully scourge a lot of that from it but there's still a lot more there's still a lot of people in power that we obviously hear about still to this day making decisions it's interesting though i i forget the actor's name uh, but I saw somebody like tweeting out like like why am I still auditioning for like Mexican drug dealer number two? Yeah, I'm not, when, I saw that like, as James well. Franco's getting like Fidel Castro, and I'm not saying like you know Fidel Castro is a very controversial figure as well too. Right, yeah. right. So it's like he wasn't all hugs and kisses. It, again, yeah, this is not a movie about Fidel Castro. It's, it's about, about his daughter. His daughter. So right? I don't know how long he's gonna. Be. He's not gonna be in every single right. shot. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting. I'm also of the mindset that I don't like. Again, this is me talking. I'm. Uh, a man of portuguese descent talking it's it's interesting where it's like like if you are like european or like if somebody wants to be like oh they're portuguese in a movie or they're this sure but it's or you want to play that i like play what you want and as we said like it's it's really important just to embody the essence of the character yeah. um but i think what the issue is is when people who are of that descent or from that ethnicity aren't getting roles or they're getting roles that are just so stereotypical or just so just racist at the end of the day. And, and I think this is where the issue lies, mm -hmm. right? 10 years ago or 15 years ago, this movie would have been like a, probably a, a big Hollywood movie and, and James Franco would have been praised for being cast, being cast in a role like this. You know what I mean? So it's, and I'm not saying it was right then it wasn't, it's just like, Hollywood has a big problem with whitewashing a lot of roles. Mm -hmm. So when you see something like this, you call it out, and then you see the team behind it, and you're like, "Oh, this is a this is a team who are mostly of or Latino or Hispanic descent making this, and this is who they wanted to play him." So it's it's like a weird spot that we're in for this. Yeah. So it's easy for us to call it out, of course, and I'm I'm mostly calling it out. I think mostly us three are calling it out because it's James Franco, right? And, and it sucks because, you know, prior to everything that happened with Franco, we watched his films. We yeah. loved his work. We, were, sure. we loved Disaster Artist. And, you know, you could tell that after Disaster Artist was coming out, there was somewhat of like a... It was right after the Golden Globes. Yeah. It was like, yeah. this is going to be where he kind of takes off. And everything happened. And it sucks. We also loved Kevin Spacey before everything happened. Yeah. Shit happens. It's yeah. just... But the the worst know. part is... That's pretty much all of Hollywood, though. It's yeah. just, they were they were outed. Yeah, but I cannot, they were yes they I were cannot outed. see any superstar that's 
right now that's on the screen that has no skeletons in their closet. Sure, there's just no way. It's it's your it's absolutely, your you're living in, you're living the, the, the no dream way. until the the one thing comes out right, and that's yeah. like and and that's why it's like you got to be you got to be clean cut from the beginning, especially like the older generation that's in Hollywood, obviously the new ones too. But the people who could go back to the nineties, eighties, nineties, two thousands, where things were so just crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's. I'm, I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt has skeletons. I'm pretty sure George Clooney has skeletons. I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise has skeletons. There's real every, actual real lot, skeletons. A lot. There's <laughs> real lot, Halloween. The Halloween that, skeletons. The crazy bones. Somehow there's it just not hasn't come out yet. Sure, it eventually will. Like it all comes out. Hollywood is not a great place, and I no. think this there's this idea because we love movies and movie magic. But it's a pretty dark, seedy place, Hollywood. It is, yeah. And it just that's the world it is. Hey, even like let's be honest, like as much as we love Hollywood itself, like actually Hollywood, it's not the it's not a great looking place either. You like, ever walk down Hollywood Boulevard? You're just like, oh god, this is this is this is it. It's this- it's no bueno. I'll be honest <laughs> with you, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're gonna we'll see what ends up happening with this movie. Does it actually get made? Who knows? Does it get released? Does it get released? And on top of that, like. What is the the scale of this film? I don't think it's very big at all. I think it's independently funded. Yeah. This is going to be small. This is going to be interesting, but let us know what you think. As always, right into the show, let us know what you think. Hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Let's go over to Warner Brothers because they've had a very quiet week, obviously. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is I want to talk about Lady Gaga being confirmed in Joker 2 as Harley Quinn. Um, and then we're going to lead right into, you know, the DC news that came out and then with HBO Max. So strap in. This is coming from Zach Scharf of Variety. Lady Gaga confirmed her casting in Joker 2 by posting a musical teaser to social media. The sequel, officially titled Joker, Fuller et Deux, will star Gaga opposite Joaquin Phoenix returning to the role of Joker after winning the Oscar for Best Actor, thanks to his performance in the 2019 first installment. The teaser is set to Cheek to Cheek, which Gaga has famously covered in her musical career alongside Tony Bennett. Warner Brothers will release Joker, Fille et Deux, in theaters October 4th, 2024. So it's crazy to think that by by the time this movie comes out, it would have been five years since the release of Joker. COVID has really just suck time away from us like it just doesn't exist time does not real no uh anthony i'm gonna get you to start us off what do you think of the lady gaga casting news i was gonna say lady gaga casting news casting news uh we're assuming she's gonna be playing harley quinn right like it's she's playing harley i'm pretty sure she's playing yeah who else is she she's playing the joker oh yeah she's playing the female joker yeah which would probably be an interesting Take which is Harley Quinn, right? A yeah, but bit. like, what if, but like, an actual female like, Joker? Yeah, no, but not Harley Quinn. Like, she's Joker. Bro, oh, okay. You know, like, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah. Instead of this whole Harley Quinn, like, rush that we've been on for the past ten years, but yeah, I'm pretty sure she's gonna play some sort of doctor that's going to fall in love with the the Crown Prince. I just the Clown Prince. Um, I just don't, I don't understand what this movie is in the whole grand scheme of it and in the whole grandness of the warner brothers dc <laughs> universe and it bothers me it's like this is a good film like i don't i don't mind it and i i like the joker i don't mind these stories but what's the bigger ver- vision for yeah. this franchise and it bothers me that this is still coming out it bothers you that joker 2 is coming out yeah because it's not Why? gonna it's not gonna take place in this universe that 
Discovery Warners is wants to go down. So let's just, let's let's talk about that. It's so weird. It's like, but neither but neither is the Batman though, and that's the thing. Like, that's where I'm at with this whole mess of a world that they've created for themselves. So let's talk about this. DC will have a 10 year plan akin to Marvel's playbook, says David Zaslav. Uh, This is coming from Aaron Couch and Pamela McClintock of the Hollywood Reporter. Shay, I want you to weigh on the Lady Gaga news afterwards too. So please, yeah, 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 I'm I'm, I'm ready. keep Keep it primed. Just two days after Warner Brothers Discovery made the stunning move to cancel the HBO Max film Batgirl. An unapologetic CEO, David Zaslav, sought to reassure Wall Street there. Uh, well, re, re, sorry, reassure Wall Street there is a cohesive plan for the future of DC. You look at Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. These are brands that we that are known everywhere in the world. Zaslav said during an earnings call Thursday. We have done a reset. We've restructured the business where we are going to focus, where there is going to be a team with a 10-year plan focusing just on DC. We believe we can build a much more sustainable business. DC has long wished to emulate the success of the Disney-owned Marvel Studios, which Kevin Feige has built into the highest-grossing film franchise in history. Zaslav recently bought uh, sorry, brought Kevin Feige's former boss, retired Disney film chief Alan Horn, who also used to work for Warner Brothers, um, uh, as an advisor. During their earnings call, Zaslav suggested DC would try to emulate the Marvel playbook. So, I get it, but Warner Brothers has been trying to emulate the Marvel playbook for the last 10 years. And there's been three different regimes who have come in to try and do that. So, that's why I'm just like... What is going to? What are you doing differently? You don't have a team yet. You don't have a plan yet. What's worked in the last couple of years? Joker worked. Joker made over a billion dollars. Nuts. The Batman worked. Batman made a lot of money and it was critically praised like crazy. What else? The Suicide Squad, great movie. It came out at a bad time box office Aquaman. wise. Right? Aquaman has yeah. worked. Last Wonder Woman went Shazam. right to HBO Max. Shazam did okay. You know what I mean? But Shazam is also, I think, a victim of. What universe is this in? There are DC toys here, but there are we're getting headless cameos from Henry Cavill. You know what I mean, or from Superman. That's, it's it's, it's that's such a mess. I'm, yeah, and that's right. And I remember, remember back in like was it 2019? The, the CEO at that point, I think, it was Kevin Tajahara who yeah. left. He's like, no, we're gonna focus on standalone DC stories, right? Right. And now it's kind of like you hear. Um, David Zaslav. Zaslav say that we're going to create a cohesiveness very similar to Marvel. How does Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn fit in with the Harley Quinn from um, Margot, Robbie. Margot Robbie's plays? Right. Oh, it's a multiverse type of thing. But like, I still don't see it because it's I don't such think a it's real multiverse. realness to that character. Yeah. And it's it, it bothers me in the sense that they're still going ahead and putting these productions into play when they still don't have a clear vision they have the batman which doesn't take place in the same universe but it could be a multiverse for sure you have the joker too you have aquaman you have the flash you have a batgirl who was canceled yeah you have the flash that's a mess by the way too right now right right. blue beetle static shock i think there was that but i think with static shock wouldn't be an hbo max movie I don't know, but the, it's still yeah. like you have all these different, and you have yeah. the Black Adam, you have Shazam, you have all, the, but they're not taking place in the same universe. So you expect your audience just be, yeah, that's the multiverse. That makes yeah. sense. That you're just taking that from Marvel. Marvel set that up. You can't set that up in DC without setting Ma- it up. Marvel's also set that up after 23 films and like 10 TV shows. Exactly. And it's like you, you can't, you can't just do that now. You have to start 
from ground zero. You have to start fresh. Shay, jump on in here. Let us know what you think of Lady Gaga news, and then let us know what you think about this 10-year plan. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm here for the Lady Gaga news. I think... And it's a musical. I'm here for whatever. Genius. I mean, I'm, I'm very curious, though, and I might this might be a hot take or a controversial take here. I like The Joker. I, I thought it was a fantastic film. Yeah. But I think what made The Joker successful was that it, it wasn't original. Like, it, in the sense that Todd Phillips really borrowed a lot from Martin Scorsese and yeah. took from a lot of places. It was, it didn't feel like this is like Todd Phillips reinvented the genre or came out of nowhere with no, this crazy thing. But he did something serious. He took, like, inspirations, obviously, Taxi Driver, The King of Comedy. Correct. And put a Joker skin on it, right? Exactly. Like, what's, right? what's he gonna do now? Is he gonna take and that's from other thing. films? Yeah. What's he gonna do now? Is he gonna is he gonna try to attempt something that's originally <laughs> his yeah. only? And it, it, it could like if it's gonna be I, I when they said that this is gonna be a musical, I'm like, this is so crazy that people are going to be in. Like people are gonna yeah. like people who never watched Joker, didn't like the twenty nineteen Joker, they're gonna be like, shit, Lady Gaga's in this. This is going to be a musical. They're doing something so absurdly Absurd. different that people are going to be interested. One hundred percent, and I think that's that's what piqued my curiosity about it. In terms of it fitting into the grander scheme of whatever Warner Bros. wants to do, I have given up on that idea <laughs> many years ago. Yeah. I, I the amount of times I've heard we're going to restart, we're going to do this. I don't give a shit anymore no. because the things that I have enjoyed from DC are the ones that aren't a part of the grander universe. Lo and behold, I would love to have a, you know, tied universe with characters showing up and kind of what Marvel has done. But I don't see that happening until the beginning of 2025, really, if they were to even start something. So that's that's my question for you. Uh, where So I, I would love, I think a great topic of the show for us to do in the next couple of weeks, what are the first five films of this 10-year plan? Because you would think 10-year plan, you would think the 10 years would start when the first movie comes out. Now, there are rumors, and I've been seeing people talk about, and again, I don't know if this is from Zaslav's mouth or not, but that Black Adam is going to be the starting of that. Black Adam is supposed to be the first film of this new universe. I, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I mean, we'll watch that movie in October, and we'll, we'll get an idea and a sense of, like, hey, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, again, wh what did we have recently that came out where there was going to be a, a cameo in the movie, and it ended up being nothing nothing at all? I, can't, I, I think it might have been on the Marvel side, though. Like, when it was, sorry, it was Sony and Marvel when we were seeing Venom appear, or, or Tom Holland appear at the end of Venom, and we're like, oh, are they going to merge this universe together? And then when you watch Spider-Man Home, or it's a after credits, No Way yeah. Home, it, it really was nothing. No, it, 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 was just, nothing. it was just showing that a piece of the symbiote That's it. was left in that universe that's right? it exactly that's yeah. it so I'm, I'm i'm curious as to as to movies that are already done and pretty much like you can't just start a 10-year plan one day yeah like it, it it takes years to write and get producers in line you need a face for you DC need going also forward as well not jeff johns you don't need don't bring a comic writer into this bring a producer you need a producer who loves comics who yeah. loves the movies who understands how the business works not someone who just writes and animates yeah like, like or, or have or have people who are from the comic world part of a team part of the team but don't yes. make them the figureheads no. of no, because right? Kevin Feige doesn't run on his own. He has a group of people he has a that, parliament. that work. Oh. Yeah, like I feel like DC is the point where they're gonna be like, and now we've announced Jim Lee is gonna be the the head of of DC Films. It's like I love Jim Lee. Yeah, he's not a producer. He's not the guy. He can be on the team, but he's not the main guy. Well, they can continue with who they have right now. Well, who do they have? Walter Hamada. 
who's his track record since what doing this role yeah. has been really well. It He's brought been, in bucks. Yeah. Brought in Suicide Squad, but, Joker. But it's it's Aquaman. also that thing of are they starting fresh though, or are they continuing again? We have this such we have such a broken and fragmented DCEU. Is it going to be called? Is it the DC? People know what MCU is. When you say DCEU to somebody, they're like, "What is that? What is that?" Like, is this everyone just refer? Like, we look at it as thinking like, "Oh, is this Zack Snyder's world? Like, what what is this?" And I think the the cleanest thing for Warner Brothers to do at this point, and they may be doing it with Black Adam, is just start fresh, start from the very beginning, have no ties to the rest of the Snyderverse because that is. Again, not that we it all of it is, but it's all tainted right now. Yeah. It's all just this is old regime. You have also a Flash movie that was supposed to be resetting the universe, which they've already said they're not doing anything with the lead character anymore. They're not working with Ezra Miller anymore. And this is gonna be that that film that most likely we've been hearing will probably not be marketed with Ezra Miller yeah. either because they, they can't scrap this film. They no. also can't um, reshoot this film. Yeah, the movie's testing seen- really well. Like yeah. David Zaslav loves it, and once the CEO has kind of said. I love this movie. That means it's coming out. And, and and that's the thing, right? It's like, I feel like right now, uh, we're going to get the next Aquaman movie. We're going to get The Flash. And that's it. Like, I don't think we're getting any more with Momoa or uh, clearly not Ezra Miller anymore. I don't think we're going to get it. I have a weird feeling we're not going to get another Wonder Woman movie. I think Al- I, uh, I, I think, think Al- that's Al- done. Patty Jenkins is done. Yeah. WW84 did not do yeah. anything for people. So I think they're just going to like, let's start fresh. We're going to keep going with Joker. We're going to keep going with the Batman sequel because those have been great. And then we take it from there. James Gunn says he's still working with Warner Brothers on stuff. I could see him coming back for another WB movie. Maybe you you have someone like James Gunn who's part of that team who's going to help. I don't think they'll be Peacemaker or Joe or, and, and, or and Penguin or Ark whatever. And, and, and those are the those questions, are right? Like, are those shows still happening anymore? I don't think so. Like, Because the, the, the mentality behind that, that whole... Um, that whole conversation was every DC thing that we do will go to theaters. So, and which is weird because they, they were like, if we're going to invest money into a DC movie or a DC content is going to be a movie, it's not going to be a show. But then they say that they want to kind of, you know, Marvel is, is their, their, their muse in the sense that they want to follow their path. But Marvel spends like a hundred million, 150 million on TV shows. Yeah, so they're 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 still investing in their streaming platform. Yeah, but James but, Gunn did say season two of Peacemaker is safe, but does that mean I think like well, yeah, whatever after that is gone is maybe gone, and also Unless, once once Batgirl is in the can and being edited, they could just decide not to release it too. It's right, very like, true. And, and that's that's the skip. Batgirl? No, I'm saying Peacemaker season right. two. They could shoot it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah, yeah, it, yeah, and then they could decide they're not going to release it. Is what I'm Absolutely. saying. I don't know, but you know, like, but you know what I mean. Did, Absolutely. When did he say that? He just said it a couple days ago after this news broke. I just still don't think it'll happen. Though. But but that, but and that's the thing. We it could be all good. He could be getting thumbs up now. But up until the moment that is it's that, supposed <laughs> to come out, Warner Brothers has now set a, a president of this could happen yeah this could just be not ha- this could not be released anything now. is possible Zas- this zaslav zaslav dude is pretty cutthroat like he cut out a movie that's pretty much done yeah and from what we heard was testing well because of a political move he wanted to make in the company to make right. sure that his first move in this whole world is going to be his decision right because a lot of these decisions that were made before him joining the company was from that other dude jason killer killer yeah so he greenlighted a lot of these 
projects and Zaslav's like, no, I'm cutting them out. The problem is with this Zaslav dude is he's coming from a TV network type of world. So he has no idea what it's like to make films and make like this type of content right. for even the streaming service. The 90 day fiance universe. You yeah. Know what I mean? And what it's Shark Week and he's done quite a like he's for such a for discovery to make that amount of money just on TV shows is phenomenal. But you're also now dealing with a different world, a different clientele. It's a, a different. It's a, it's a casual like, audience. Right? Yeah. A different audience who is very could be very hard to please. Yeah. So. He's trying to be like this this leader and I'm like I'm going to make all these decisions and that's how it's going to be but like I said in the other in our other podcast I don't know if this is good business for them in the future cuz right. a lot of people might not work for them they their their streaming service might not get the subscribers they need sure. they got worried because Netflix started dropping because Netflix lost a million right. subscribers Netflix lost a million subscribers because they keep upping the price and they yeah. keep adding these fucking and there's no co- these password the and these yeah. like this 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 these roadblocks roadblocks. But it's crazy how this is just, not great. That's why this people just left. Ate the Netflix news. This ate like this, oh this, yeah. Like this made this news dropped and like everything else was forgotten. Oh yeah. Like even the Will Smith apology video that came out that was just forgotten. Like, Bad time to instantly. release it, man. You there's, know what I mean? There's also this, this idea with a lot of studios is that every movie is going to be Top Gun. Top Gun is very unique, and it's it's a lot of good things that's happened to make that movie where it is. Right. Correct. It's not. Look at all the Marvel movies that came out this year. Didn't even come close to what Top Gun made. Absolutely. So no movies come close to Top no, Gun this no. year. So it's just a, this idea is like, no, because Top Gun was successful, we're gonna make all our DC stuff go to theaters and not go to streaming platforms. And it has nothing. It, it, has, it, it doesn't, doesn't compute. It's no, like you have no. the future is streaming. Yeah, it, it is like that's the world that we live in. Never, it's not always going to be in theaters yeah people like watching and you don't have to home. neglect the theater either no. you, you can still make great <laughs> films for the theaters because we have things like top gun but at the end of the day streaming really is where a lot of like, we keep saying on the show we're in the golden age of television yeah we're watching some of the greatest shit out there I, I I don't understand this this pivot again. We're also even the, even the bad shit really like even the, the bad, bad quote or quote shit, shit like yes. the stuff that's not amazing. The fact that you could kind of just watch it beginning to end, you're like even if this sure. is not great, you still I'll watch you. I'll watch this it. is cake. Is you know? this cake? No, isn't it cake? <laughs> isn't it cake? <laughs> isn't it cake? I'll watch it. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, that's what bothers me with Batgirl is there was that could have went to their streaming platform. They had no issues with it. They weren't going to lose money, and they think. At the end of it, it was just a political move to say, I'm in charge and I make the decisions. I think the biggest thing with this, though, Sorry. having a 10-year plan sounds great. But you got to you gotta get the people in place. If, they, if I would have obviously felt a lot better if they're like, hey, this is who is on our, who is on our team. This is what we're looking to do. And we're going to have a good time. Again, this was an investor call, so I'm not expecting. Again, we're, I was talking to Anthony about this before we started recording. We talk about investor calls and test screenings. And I just, this, yeah, yeah. And we were talking about test. We were yeah. talking about test screenings yesterday. Yeah. I was telling Anthony about like we talk about the most inside metrics, metric bullshit sh- stuff now that's being reported on. Everything is news now, and it's just so weird that we talk about how movies are test screening. We never heard about that stuff, no. and it's just weird that we're in an era now that we hear all about this, and nothing is a surprise anymore. Everything is leaked. Everything You go into something knowing everything, yeah. and then people are disappointed. Mm. And it's like, well, we're disappointed because you are connected to every single 
faction and moment and 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 edit of a movie before it even comes out so you're watching it knowing everything there's no surprises and it's just it's such a weird thing now how we consume movies and media and news and it's all like just thrown together yeah but i think what what's interesting with this is a lot of what zaslav is saying though sounds great in theory <laughs> it always right? has though i think warner brothers has a big problem with how they release a lot of their 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 shows and movies and all of that and i mean that in a sense where it's like okay you have stuff that's on hbo then you have hbo max which is its own thing now you have discovery under your umbrella then you have your direct to home video releases like the green lantern movies these animated films that they're doing but those are ones that you purchase in store and it's like okay why is this all such fragmented where when you look at what disney's doing disney's figured it out you have disney plus and you have theaters and I think Warner Brothers is looking at that and it's like, okay, we got to figure this out. Where's Disney Plus? There's oh, HBO Max or whatever they're going to rebrand it to next year because Discovery and Warner, HBO Max are going to or merge. And then there's our theatrical offerings. And you got to figure that out. You got to have the two, the two avenues. You have to always have releases coming or you have to just figure out what you want to do. And I think first and foremost, as they said, put a good team together, have a great figurehead for that team and look at what you want to do to release the next 10 years worth of movies or cause in that 10 years, you'll probably have either a movie a year or a movie every other year. You have to figure out what that's going to look like. You have to have to figure out where Superman's going to factor in or I'm going to go crazy. DC is in a situation where they're trying to ca catch up with what Disney's doing. You'll never catch up with, with, them. with Marvel You're way too late. And it's so, and it's, you can see them. They're trying to like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll merge all these things together because this Sasloff, the thing that he mentioned sounds like he has a game plan. It sounds like it. I know we, he's just saying, oh, we need a 10-year plan. We have a, t a team. But I feel like this guy is like really on track to creating what Marvel's done and what Disney's done. He seems their, the most determined. 100%. And that means, you know, blending a lot of things together and putting it under one roof, which is, you know, the, like the cartoons and this and that and just get rid of all this, the CW shows and create it as like this one world. Um get matt reeves is he probably is like i'm gonna get matt reeves as batman out of the fucking way because i don't want to deal with it anymore i'm gonna get this joker out of the way he's they'll give him three movies and that's it and they'll never see him again unless they make I, a I'm lot of movies and they keep doing their own thing but again i just do I they want do they the want to connect it and that's the thing we don't know what they want i would sacrifice matt reeves batman and and the joker for a more cohesive dc universe a hundred percent I think that... Just because I would rather watch Superman and Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern all be part of the same team rather than having these standalone stories that DC thought three years ago made sense, which it doesn't. Or more than three years. Like, more than three years ago. Last, yeah. Next year... It was 2019. 2019 was what, general, like Since like, they've been doing these films. That's when that Tushihara guy... Oh, yeah, no, but I was going to say, but, said, but we saw Justice League came together in 2017, and then we saw them in Batman vs. Superman in 2016. Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. And, 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 and that's the other thing, right? Yeah. Man, they tried. Green Lantern was supposed to be the first movie in a new... The kickoff. A new DC universe. Didn't happen. We've had so Man many of Steel starts. came out... Did not light the world on fire. You know, Man of Steel is a very controversial film with the yeah. release of it. Not right? as controversial as Batman vs. Superman, but no, I get what but, you're saying. But, and that's the thing. It's, 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 it was mixed with critics. It's like 50-something percent of Rotten Tomatoes. People either really like it or really don't like it. And then Batman vs. Superman came out, and it was even worse yeah. in the sense of the reaction to yeah. it, right? It's like a visceral, visceral reaction people have to that movie. Yeah. Right? Where they, it's like the worst thing they've ever seen in their life. I mean, there's which a lot is, worse. Which is wild, in my opinion. But Yeah, yeah there's 
Batman vs Superman has a lot of great in it, but it's a big misstep oh, yeah. in terms of what they need to do to to build the universe, 100%. right? And then we had Justice League come out the year after that, and it was just it's just been a mess since then. It's been Wonder Woman success, Aquaman was a success, but it's just like you're just they were throwing anything that to see what hit. And to Anthony's point, I would love to see an interconnecting universe. There's nothing that makes me happier than seeing Batman and Superman share a screen together. But that's going to take time to build. And I don't think we're going to see that happen until you establish a Batman universe and then a Superman universe and then have them meet. And I don't think it's Matt Reeves's. No. I don't think it's Matt Reeves' Batman who's going to do that. But again, who knows? What if Matt Reeves decides in the future, maybe we can introduce superheroes into this world and that's where it is but i also don't see robert pattinson being the guy who's going to be in a justice league movie no right and, and, and i think that's kind of the point where we're at right now like it, it, it's all a huge mess it we won't be seeing anything for a while we're probably going to get an axe to the penguin show we're probably we're probably going to get an axe to the arkham show as well and it's sad because you know what these are all things that we wanted but what we want is not the bigger part of like warner brothers doesn't listen to what we want it's always been what their mission is and they've started this mission so many times like if you were to be in their boardroom right now and you look at the chart paper there's like 40 pieces missing from it already like it's just rip rip i we won't be seeing anything of a cohesive universe for many years i think until they finally get something rolling but to to use i I think to use black adam as uh, the starting point is a huge misstep as well only because you clearly know that wasn't what the intention was from the beginning. So to kind of shoehorn it in now is, is going to be messy and, and, and just weird. I wonder that if that's why they had to do those reshoots. That, that's the thing. You know? But it, it, again, and it, I feel it, that it's shoehorned in. probably has like Wonder Woman in it and something like that. Because yeah, it but, feels but, which, like, but who though? Is it Gal Gadot? Does it mean Gal Gadot is going to continue being Wonder Woman? Or is it going to be a, another headless cameo of Superman in, the, in this movie? And it's like... Maybe you get 50% of his the face. The word... Yeah multiverse which was not a word until 20 in the, on the movie side of the movie right? side 2016 yeah. 2018 for what? multiverse the word multiverse no one the general public wouldn't didn't know that word until 2018 until we started talking right. about it yeah. with marvel in movies. i think it was really and Loki that, is, that was a big one that made people really start thinking about multiverses and variants and all that stuff yeah it, i think far from home was that first one that kind of said like yeah. you know you're from different multiverses and then from there people were like that's a thing and yeah. then the, the trades picked it up outlets picked it up and it just kind of went nuts yeah. so that's 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 what the world knows now and that's how these studios can get around these these twists and turns with multiverse yeah even though gal gadot might show up in for instance black adam doesn't mean she's going to be the Wonder Woman of that 10-year span. Right. Yeah. They're, they're going to really focus on that version of Wonder Woman. And I, but I don't think DC goes anywhere until they rid themselves of the idea. Again, the Snyderverse, I don't think, is going to be restored at this point. What? Absolutely like, not. Like, there's, like, it's 10 years old at this point. The Snyderverse is not going to be... Are you year, that? Next year is going to be the 10-year anniversary of Man of Steel. Are you fucking kidding me that we haven't had a sequel to that movie yet? Dude. Henry dude. Cavill isn't going to be Superman anymore. So, no Snyderverse if, is what you're saying? No. If Aww. I can go back in time, I have two things. Oh, God. Shoot Hitler. Oh, no. No, no. Don't say this. Don't. Be careful. Whisper in Zack Snyder's. Except Zack Snyder's (laughs) dreams and tell him never to do the Snyderverse. And he can fuck off and do other zombie films. And again, I want to make it very clear. We like Zack Snyder here. We don't like Hitler. We shot him. We don't like like Hitler. Hitler, But we do like Zack Snyder. And I think Zack Snyder is at his best when he is able to create the world that he wants to create. The DC universe would be very different if also Warner Brothers fucked off and let him do whatever he wanted Dude. to do as well. But we're not in that world right I now. I just watched Zack Snyder 
do a Michael Jordan oh, yeah. commercial. Yeah. And Michael Jordan wanted to leave. He's like, you're putting me in the DC universe. I don't want you. <laughs> and it's not even, I don't know what that is. The 1990s. <laughs> Um, that was funny, actually. That, yeah, that video was funny seeing that. But yeah, again, we're we're in a very interesting spot with Warner Brothers. I'm hoping we're moving to a place that this is for the better. But again, we won't really know for a couple years. This is going to be a long time in the making. All I could hope is that Matt Reeves, they give Matt Reeves free reign to keep doing what he wants to do with Batman. Uh, let James Gunn do what he wants to do with the Suicide Squad, with Peacemaker, whatever. And then we'll see where it goes from here. You know? yep. We won't know. But this is not all. We have more HBO Max news, more weird decisions, because HBO Max quietly removed six Warner Brothers streaming exclusive movies. This is coming from Todd Spangler of Variety. Warner Brothers Discovery has quietly uh, has been quietly culling content from HBO Max, including several Warner Brothers movies that were exclusively streaming on the service, and what appears to be an effort to cut costs. Within the past few weeks, multiple Warner Brothers movies have been removed from HBO Max. To be sure... Streaming platforms continuously add and remove content. What's unusual is that Warner Brothers Discovery did not announce the removal removals removals of um, of six Warner Brothers streaming exclusive originals from HBO Max. The movies are available to rent and purchase through third party VOD services, though. HBO Max's removal of the Warner Brothers movies could be part of WBD's move to get streaming content payment obligations for underperforming titles off its books. Such weird decisions happening. Again, on the financial side, like Warner Brothers is very much looking at this right now as costs and effect. What is the cost of this? Why are we paying for it? Cut it. What is this? Cut it. Why are we paying this person? Cut it. They are being so cutthroat right now. Like Anthony said, Zaslav and his team are coming in right now and they're looking at everything. What's not making us money? Get it the fuck off our books. That is our model right now. Well, they're also they, that merger that they did with Discovery has cost them a lot of money. So they're trying to find, you know, ways to not spend more money or get right. money back. So and I how think- are they doing that? By no longer guaranteeing movies to be coming on HBO Max after yeah. forty-five days, which I totally get why they're doing Makes that. Sense. And HBO Max and Discovery Plus are going to be combined to a new streaming service next year. Elvis really was that 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 first one really that kind of like started to set that movement forward of like, oh, we're not doing forty five days for this movie. Like this movie is not coming out on digital until this week or next week, as I recall, is from my my memory's a little blank. But digital is going to be this week. Digital is yeah. is this week. That's it. Um, so that. It's it's. But I just don't get how these movies are like. Are they taking up server space? Like, what is it like? There. So I, I I'm assuming for every place they get, there are different. Is there metrics, residual fees though? But but I think that's the thing, right? I think there are the way streaming movies work. There are no. It's not syndicated. No. So I think it's by plays they may get certain. Um, cuts of like money to the people who are in it but we've heard but that, by that, that's removing not the that, case though but we've been hearing that a lot of these actors have been saying that you know now with streaming we just get the paycheck to make the movie and that's it yeah i'm just i'm just going off of what todd no no no, no i i'm not so saying it's, wrong it's, it's interesting right so it's, it's like, very yeah, interesting it's interesting that they're doing this but i don't i don't understand i don't understand why you're removing now stuff also how many people are watching american pickle again uh, you is know someone is this is it one guy watching it every week i think so you guys you guys watched it right we, we watched, watched it, when it when it came out when it came <laughs> yeah. out um, but also, yeah, to, to your point, uh, Shay, uh, Elvis is not going to be streaming on HBO Max next week. Yeah. You could buy it next week yeah. on digital, but it's not going to be streaming on HBO Max. Yeah. And anyway, it's, it's interesting. Like when this news broke out that these movies were removed, for some reason, the physical media fans kind of came out of the woodworks and were like, <laughs> this is why we buy physical. And hey, us three, 
We were physical heads, man. We were buying physical fi- heads. We yeah. were, we were, we're Blu-ray heads. We were Blu-ray heads. We were we had like seven hundred, eight hundred Blu-rays. Yeah, but each. You know what, man? Like I don't know if you guys know this. Houses are they don't have they don't have an infinite amount of space, so it becomes true. hard to kind of carry physical movies. It doesn't make sense. It just physical doesn't make any sense. Anymore. Also, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense oh. anymore. We, I love. Listen, we loved buying them. We I love the art, we and I have, the, I have so many. I still have a lot. We still have so many, but it also doesn't make sense when what how we're watching our our de- on our devices now. If I buy a movie in iTunes, yeah. Yes, sure. I'm running a risk. I think it's a, I, I, the odds are better for me because I'm. It's and Apple. I accept the risk. Though. I accept the risk, but I'm also not buying as many movies. I'm not buying off of like Voodoo or yeah, Cineplex movies. I'm also only most movies are going coming to streaming services, and that's how I'm watching them. But I'll buy a movie like The Batman. I'm going to buy Top Gun Maverick 100%. when it comes out. But it's also like. I want to be able to watch it on my phone, on my iPad, on my TVs. I, not every device has a Blu-ray player. Yeah, they come with digital codes, but I don't want to watch it on Google Play. And most devices now, like you look at the PS5, they they doesn't even have an optical drive in it for the for the digital version. For digital ones, the ones that we have. Yeah, and then the Xbox Series S, same thing. Right. No, di- no optical drive. So the world is moving to a non-physical space. Again, I the last physical movie I bought was the Criterion 4 Parasite, and I absolutely love it. I'll still probably buy another physical movie down the road, for its aesthetic, yeah, for but its you're design, not watching it though. But I'm not watching you it. Literally, I that's buy, the thing. You bought it like the same reason why I buy art books. One hundred percent. I buy them because I want to buy something that's part of this movie. I don't want to buy like an action figure or something. Right. I want to buy something where I could have more information about how the movie was and, and made. I, and, I, and I still love the the artwork, the detail they put in the physical. Yeah. But I know that that's not the future. I understand yeah, that. You're not popping in the, the Parasite Blu-ray to watch that. I have never popped in the Parasite Blu-ray to watch. Yeah. And I, it's a criterion. I love it. I Maybe one day I will. But I also know that, do I have a Blu-ray player in my room? I don't even know if I have one in my room right now. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. It's, it's crazy because I know how obsessed we were with Blu-rays. We were so obsessed. Up until 2016, 2017, we were like every week buying what did you buy like halls and halls and also there was a period in canada where itunes didn't have tax on digital films so we were really loving it now that's not the case anymore that's why we were able to buy so much of our collection digitally so easily you paid five bucks you paid five bucks that's it and it was it was fantastic but to 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 say like oh this is why physical media is important i understand that you're right but when you're buying digital you have to accept the risk that yes you don't own it right you also have to accept the risk that make sure you're buying from a reputable place like buying from itunes you could hate apple all you want but they're not going away yeah. itunes isn't gonna go away you're like no i hate apple i'm gonna buy from fucking flexter shut up like yeah. buy from a place where you know that it's actually gonna be on a fucking server don't and buy from youtube yeah. even like why do i hate people buy youtube movies and i'm like yeah why would you buy on YouTube? Like that's weird. That is strange because Google is is known notorious for, like, for axing things. Let's just not do this anymore. Look at yeah. like look at Stadia. Stadia's days are numbers. I and, feel right and now, granted, right? they're a huge company, but yeah. Apple's investment into digital, Apple, yeah, is 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 unparamount. A- Apple is also a company that yes, they were built on computers, but Apple is the house that the iPod built. The Apple of the last twenty they years, no media, is the house that. I, that Apple and iTunes and digital media built Apple what it is today. The iTunes store right. is, is one of the greatest inventions that Apple has. Right. And I think that's that's the thing where like this is this is regardless of what happens, Apple is committed to this. They have Apple TV Plus. They'll always be committed to having that media platform. But again, going back to why were these removed from HBO Max? They're still on is, Crave. They're still everywhere else. It's so weird. Again, I think this is not obviously, this has been a week of just weird ass decisions. Anthony, any any thoughts on, on any of this before we move on? 
No, I just think the forty-five day window is a big mistake on their part. By by because of the amount of decrease we see every year, every week with a film. Yeah, but but do you think other than Top Gun? But but, but do like, you think though that it makes sense if Elvis is still making money? Do you think that it makes sense for them to then have it by case by case? Have it come out in theaters and and but it will it but it will home. cut like but it will cut the theater I guess the revenue people could watch. It doesn't it at matter. Home. You're still making revenue. You're still making more money. At home, because you're charging more than you are for a ticket. Yeah, but I guess I, I guess there are back end things. I just then. I just don't see how you go back in time. It's like you're you're thinking like you were in the '90s. Yeah, even pre-pandemic, right? Pre-pandemic, we're trying to evolve and trying to try something new, and you're like, no, 45 day window is not going to work for us. It's going to work for Disney. And yeah, Disney is going to be successful because people will sign up for Disney Plus. But yeah, and, and Disney also money. Disney also a lot of their films just make so much money in that first month, and then they'll have another movie come out. And where Warner yeah. Brothers doesn't have as many movies coming out as Disney would. So right? here's my question in regards to that: like you look look at Pixar movies, for example, with Disney, like Lightyear didn't really light the world on fire in terms of box office. And a lot of people that I spoke to, they're like, well, when we know that it's going to be on Disney Plus in like a month and a half, so I'm not going to rush out to watch it. So it it hurt a film like that, I think, that you people knew that. And maybe even for movies like um, Thor, Love, and Thunder or, or Doctor Strange, or Doctor right? Strange, where people kind of knew. So the fans know yes, that. Like, but that's they, not but a very common thing to it know. It is becoming it is more now, common. But then right that's now. something on them that they chose not to go to. 100%. Because but they but also, that's, if, but that's your it, point, though. That's the it, point that you're trying to make. Even if it was for 45 days, they probably wouldn't go see them film. What do you mean? Like, if it wasn't 45 days, it was 135 No, they probably wouldn't, They probably wouldn't. No, they why would they, probably though? saw critics didn't like it. No, but, like... There's so many aspects to it. Sure. To stop them no, from not there are, but, Sure. But I think Warner Brothers looks at it as, okay, Elvis is still making money, and they, they'll make more money by keeping it in theaters where it's already playing than now doing a whole marketing campaign to show that it's on HBO Max, and then... Be, once it goes to HBO Max, that's when it's going to start to get pirated. It's going to be available for people to watch in other means, and they won't go to the theaters to watch it. Mm-hmm. They're going to take the. They'd rather keep it in theaters to try and make more money that way than have it on HBO Max and then the other way. Again, I would. I'd love things coming out forty five days later. Forty five days. But ago. I think. But I think Top Gun Maverick is one of those movies. And again, people <laughs> keep thinking they're Top Gun Maverick when they're not. Top Gun Maverick has been making over ten million dollars every single weekend for almost three months now it has it less than crazy. 10 million but like, there's a lot that goes with that right yes culturally it's an american film but it's also about, a really well-made yes, movie 100%. right yeah. it also has a a not great script the script is like everything they say is something that's not believable but mm-hmm. it works for that film right um, but i don't think people are looking at it like well I, I don't think it's a bad script me personally but i think but it's like, just some of the things they say is just no one says that in real life. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's right. A, it's, it's very eighties well, nostalgia. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. I get um, what you're saying. Uh, that film also works because it's it's uh, it's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, uh, and I can't even say it's just Tom Cruise because his last film didn't make that much. Didn't make a billion. He's never he made, made a like billion. Seven hundred million. What was Tom Cruise's last film before? Uh, well, we'll say Fallout, Mission, Fallout or yeah. uh, the, the, Ameri- the American. American, American? Made was 2017, 2018. Yeah. yeah, so it was Fallout. Um. So it's very unique in that sense. So when you try to emote or be like Top Gun, you're never going to be like. It's like being like Titanic. Titanic has no business making all that money, but it did. Yeah, it Top, did. Top it was Gun a is rare. It's rare, man. It'll never happen. Avatar like has no right making these because it's it's just unique. There is there are points. There is these movies that come out throughout the years and they become phenomenal. And they become phenomenal. So, here's my like question. Endgame 
became that because it took 25 movies or 23 yes. movies to get to that point. Right. But also, yeah, it, it did. It made all that money because it was also all these faction of characters coming together. But all the Marvel movies up to that point were also making close to a billion or over a billion too. Right? Is so. is Avatar two? going to be a 45 day theatrical no. window kind of film i know that it's 20th century fox i don't think it's going to be i don't think and i also don't um, think wakanda forever is going to be either yeah that's bold i don't i don't think it is but also disney hasn't been like, wrong adamant on 45 days it always hasn't been 45 days on the nose it's been no, kind of hovering it's in, around it's it in the ball yeah, yeah so i don't think wakanda forever is going to be that and i don't think uh avatar is either i think both of them are going to be making a lot of money and if avatar sorry wakanda forever is coming out november uh, let me tell you right now. Wakanda Forever is coming out November 11th. So that's going to be right in the middle of December. I don't think they're going to put Wakanda Forever because I think there's going to be a huge amount of people who go see that on Christmas. Still. I, I, I believe so. I don't, I don't I, see Wakanda. other movies that are going to like take that revenue yeah, away but from I, them. But it's, Wakanda, it's, but it's Black Panther though, right? And, right, and, and what, that's what other thing. films are coming after that? Avatar. Which is their own production. Anyway. Right. So I think they're going to keep it. I don't think we see Wakanda. Again, this is just me predicting. I don't think, I don't think we see Wakanda forever streaming on Disney Plus until sometime in January. I don't think they're going to give up on the, the Christmas crowd. It all depends on how much it drops the next week and the next week and then right. the next week. And, then and it's hard to imagine a movie like that dropping substantially. Again, depends on reviews. depends yeah. on so much. But there's so much behind that film right now that... It, it could be the billion dollar that, that Disney needs for a Marvel film this year. Yeah. So again, there's there's lots of stipulations here, but I think it makes sense for Warner Brothers to look at it after like not everything does it. Selfishly, I want it because it's nice, yeah. but it's also that weird thing where it's like, oh, this is streaming already? Like Minions is streaming already? Like I, I, I was watching Lightyear at home and I was like, oh, streaming already. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's just, yeah. it's so but weird to see. that's the world him. we should be living in. Sure. That's the thing. That's I, get the what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying, man. Like, but that's I how think, it should work. You but should studios are always going to want to squeeze every little drop of money they can. And then, you know? you know what happens to them? They become like Netflix. They lose subscribe. They lose people because they're just like, they're not, they're not progressing. They're, they're regressing. They're right. going back in time. What do you guys think HBO Max and Discovery Plus, do you think they're going to rename it or do you think they're going to keep the HBO Max name? I, I've always, I, I think all of us, I've always hated HBO Max as a name yeah. because it's like, you are not a subsidiary of HBO. HBO is its own thing. And I think by calling it HBO Max, you are diminishing the HBO brand. Yeah. I have HBO part of you, sure. but I get why they want HBO because HBO is synonymous with quantity or with quality. Right. Yeah. What are they going to call this? Do you think they're going to call this like discovery plus? Like, do you think they're going to call it WB discovery? Yeah. Like I think they already have Discovery Plus, and I think they do have they, Discovery they, Plus. They yeah. have a category on Discovery Plus for CNN, yeah. which is something that they, you know, Warner Brothers before the the merger spent like five hundred million, and then Discovery canceled just, it. Yeah, you think the movie was million, bad? Yeah. They they canceled a three hundred million streaming production after a month, and and streaming service after a month. Yeah. I remember watching because it was during the Ukraine war, and yeah. it was during that initial time, and they were like. CNN, CNN plus, CNN plus, CNN plus, CNN plus, CNN plus, CNN plus, CNN plus. And then four days later, <laughs> after it came out, it's gone. Gone. 45 days. <laughs> they're Holy like 45 shit. days we but canceled it. I, I think they got it, the theaters. Yeah. I think it would theaters. be called Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah, WD, WBD. 
Yeah, which it doesn't sound nice. Though. Or just not at all. You know what would be Brothers Warner Plus. Plus? Warner Plus would be great. I'll take Warner Plus. Warner Plus is great. I think the Warner yeah. name is stronger than the Discovery name. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? So just call yeah. it Warner Plus. It's all part of it. And Paramount then, Plus, Warner Plus, Disney Plus. Call it, Plus. Call it Snyderverse Plus. Plus, and then everyone will sign up. Right? Is that how it works? <sighs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people will. Yeah, just oh, for yeah. the name easily. I, a lot of bots will for sure. A lot of bots. Devil in a White City ordered a series at Hulu. Keanu Reeves a star from producers Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. This is an interesting update that we got this week. Um, Keanu Reeves is a very interesting actor because he's synonymously like a, a huge star, but also an underdog. I feel like when it comes to like being cast mm-hmm. in things, he's been cast in quite a bit of like directors love him yeah from Brad stoker's dracula to now Amaris but like Casey recently though in the last 10 years film. right yeah and even like brian de palma's had him like he's he's been in pretty much and he's worked with quite a bit of stars yeah. we always look at keanu being like the st- like keanu like he's Whoa. the same in every movie yeah. but he's he's not he's grown every mm-hmm. in everything and directors like him and i think leonardo DiCaprio and uh martin scorsese see something in him as well this is i forgot who's directing um, the, the Devil in the White City, but it is produced by those by Leo and by Martin, so they're going to be a huge part of who they select as well. But uh, it's it's nice to see him in something that's different. Uh, Todd Field. Todd Field directed what? That's a great question. I'll tell you what he's directed. Um, but yeah, it's a series. Like we haven't it's really seen Keanu series, in a series, yeah. right? So it's it'd and be it's cool a true crime that. series. So I think it it just works well for him yeah. as like, Keanu would be dope in like a true detective, a hundred percent, because he's just he looks like someone who's seen a lot. He's of seen shit. a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. Keanu's eternal, man. Like yeah. he's you know he's just. It's a lot of stuff I've never heard of. To be oh, honest, okay. with you. like um, TV series and and shows and movies. Like the last thing he directed was in two thousand six, called Little Children. Oh, this is the guy Kate from. Winslet. This is the 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 writer. He was um he was actually in Twister. He played. He was an actor in Twister. Oh, he interesting. Was more, he's an actor that's now turned into a screenwriter. Yes, he is. He is and more he of an wrote actor. Little, Little Women. No, no. Little Fire Little Children. Children. Little Children. Little Children. And it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director. Yeah, he things. was in Twister. You're right. Yeah, alongside Scorpio. No, Best that's amazing because he's. I love like actors who become like. Yeah, really good, good at other you. things, and then I think it, he's it works for him as well. Todd Field. Now, well, now I know who he is. There we go. I'm I'm excited for it. We'll see when this when this. Comes oh, I, I recognize his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's got a, he's got a face I know. Let's get over to the box office. Cha-ching! Top Gun sinks Titanic. Bullet. <laughs> That's the big news this week. Top Gun Top Gun Maverick with 662 million passes Titanic to become the seventh biggest film ever at the domestic box office. That is wilds like i when I, when we see what top gun maverick has done if you were to tell us two years ago that top gun maverick was going to be the highest grossing film if you told uh, me two days before top gun maverick was coming out or even while i'm watching top gun maverick that this was going to be the biggest film this year i would have been like oh it's okay sure if you say so but i don't believe you yeah like i'm i'm so happy though oh yeah it makes me so happy to see this because this is just this is just wild to see of how well a movie's doing it's now at 1.3 billion dollars billiani that is amazing love to see it uh but let's look at the top winners this weekend bullet train wins the weekend with a solid 30.1 million dollars a24's bodies 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 which we will have a review out for this weekend is releasing canadian theaters this week has one of the best limiting limited openings of 2022 with thirty-eight thousand dollars per theater average at only six theaters that's amazing which is very actually very pretty impressive nuts. yeah um with 361 316 million 
Thor Love and Thunder has now passed Thor Ragnarok, which had $315 million at the domestic box office and is close to topping $700 million globally. And Jordan Peele's Nope with $97.5 million will cross $100 million this week and will be Peele's third film in a row to achieve that. So good job to Jordan Peele. Now, any thoughts on box office? I'm, I'm happy to see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies in six theaters did really, really well. Killing it, yeah. Um, you know, they make great films, um, but now it's nice to see them also profiting a lot from their movies, too. I mean, we have Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is just crushing it. It's their biggest movie of all time. Biggest movie ever, yeah. So that's that's amazing. Top Gun, obviously doing great. No surprise here on Bullet Train. I mean, it has the cast and crew. I just wonder if it will have the legs or will it be able to make more stops on this, on this journey that it's on? Because, again, we weren't huge on this movie, and I feel like it... It's been very mixed online. I've yeah. seen, I guess, more negative than positive on it. So I'm curious, word of mouth, how it spreads. Do people want to go see it in theaters? Or are people just going to wait till it comes out on streaming at some point? Yeah. So yeah. Well, it, it all depends on what's coming out next week. And, you know, it, and it, it, it doesn't have much going against it. No. Bullet Train is also... Of, Bullet Train is the last big film of the summer. Yeah. So there's really no competition for it. So it could easily, you know, keep going... At, a, at this rate and become number one or guess what maybe top gun maverick becomes number one again like there's like when when we get into the weeds of august there's not really any rules or anything like bullet train also wasn't a huge huge blockbuster in the sense where it's not like a like the suicide squad was or guardians no. of the galaxy no, or anything no. like that right it just it kind of comes and goes and like it felt like bullet train could have easily been like a january or a february movie too right right oh 100 right it felt like that easily let's get into some trailers trailers uh, we got a bunch of trailers over the last couple weeks. Uh, nothing really massive because uh, the biggest ones came out during Comic-Con. But we did get some trailers for Blonde, which is the uh, Marilyn Monroe biopic starring Anna Dermos. We did NC-17 officially. Yeah, yeah. so interesting. Mm. This is coming you know right what? to Netflix. It, it said, like, like, I looked at the rating. It said not a lot of, like, it's not sexualized. It's there's something else that's causing it. It could be language, but it's like limited nudity or limited could be, yeah. sexuality could be the nudity that they show there are certain aspects uh, of people's bodies that they show even if it's not a lot in a movie if they show a certain thing it could be more it's it's interesting i'm, I'm really curious because yeah, this has what, been very controversial this film. yeah right we've been we've been hearing a lot about this movie over the last year and how you know it was apparently unwatchable it was a mess and then now they're still going to release it so who knows it's it's premiering at venice film festival right yeah so which is big yeah big which tings. is in the next couple weeks right yeah big team so we'll hear very soon we got the trailer for pearl which is the prequel to x which we really loved here on the movie podcast uh it was also a post-credit scene for um during x where you got to see a, it's a bit of a different trailer that they showed but we finally got this trailer uh it's coming out in september yeah, it's premiering at the Toronto Film Festival. Yeah, Midnight, Midnight Madness. Madness. Yeah, so we'll hopefully be able to watch it. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very excited for that. Uh, Andor got a brand new trailer. We're very excited to uh, to be talking about the show very, very soon. So look forward to that. We also got to... I mean, we could say who we spoke to from the show, right? We, we spoke to people from the show. Yeah, we spoke to some people from the show. So you can look forward to our interviews very yeah. soon for that, too. Yeah. Uh, we got a trailer for Devotion, which is the uh, Jonathan Majors-led... Uh, oh yeah, and Glenn Powell and Glenn Powell, uh, Korean War um, war They're film. Really banking on uh, Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell like is all over the all over the trailer. I don't know like, if this movie's gonna do actually well, but let's. Curious. It's like it's like they could have called this movie like Top Gun, yeah. whatever. The gun, year that, what, gun toppers. You know, like the prequel to Top Gun. It's just yeah. uh, Glenn Powell's like 
grandpa or something like this yeah like fighting in this war yeah yeah it's funny and then we got a trailer for the banshees of uh Inishrin, which is starring brendan gleason and uh barry keown yeah and colin, uh, colin farrell, farrell so all of our our irish uh actors are on this it's uh looks great it's from the writer and director of three billboards yeah so uh yeah it looks really really good and brendan gleason just always freaks me out in movies he's always just mad eye moody to me so <laughs> It's good. Out this week, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is being released in Canada, so you'll be able to watch in Canadian theaters. Also, A League of Their Own, which is a prime video original series, will be uh, streaming this week with Uh all eight episodes. Uh So you'll be able to watch it very, very soon. Let's get into what we're watching. I'm going to get Anthony to start us off. Yeah, this week, um, well, it's a combination of this week and last week, so Bullet Train being one of them, there's a review for it on our feed. I watched 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Put on Terminator 2, Starship Troopers, Heat, and Hereditary. And I watched Westworld, Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, and probably my favorite of the week, week, Light and Magic, which is a really interesting documentary on how ILM became ILM and where it started and where it is at now. It's it's actually fantastic. It's it's almost like mad it literally is magic what these, it's these unreal. creators did. For the the very first Star Wars to Poltergeist to E.T. to Jurassic Park yeah. and Abyss and Pixar and all these amazing things that came out of this idea that George Lucas had. Yeah. And I know we talk about like these visionaries like Steve Jobs being a visionary for computers. I think George Lucas is right there with yeah. him. George they, Lucas gave us that. ILM, Skywalker Sound. He was one of the... THX. The, THX. Pixar was an offshoot of... Mm-hmm. what he created and then yeah. they turned it to pixar like photoshop well, it, photo, everything it was right? pixar right like the right. machine they created was called a pixar machine the pixar and they man, just right? yeah made cartoon or animated yeah fe- uh, cartoons and he it. had to sell a lot of it right yeah. during his because uh, he his realized divorce. like i couldn't do that because yeah. i had to focus on this yeah um digital editing digital audio so much m- motion cameras all these amazing things yeah. that we use in the industry right now and even for us yeah without george lucas thinking it or even pushing someone to make it because that's yeah. what steve jobs did too he 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 dreamt it and he got these amazing yeah. people to build it and that's that's amazing like i i i, I love light magic i think it's a great documentary yeah. i encourage everyone to go watch it and learn how some of these I, I, to this day i still don't understand how they make these films back in the 70s and 80s just crazy i love light and magic i also watch it this week um it right literally right behind you anthony i have an industrial light and magic book mm-hmm. I adore visual effects. I adore the making of movies. I literally watch the making of like the Lord of the Rings and the first Iron Man movie all the time because it's just so I it's literally magic when you're watching that. And when you know when we spoke to Mike Marino earlier this year, that's like the makeup and prosthetics all part of that. Right? We just saw Mike Marino, he's working with Sebastian Stan on um is it a film or a series? Um he's like an A24 film right, where he has like just a- Disfig- he's disfigured, disfigured and they're like yeah. that's sebastian stan but you can't even tell yeah. it is a it's it's magic what these people do and you see what they did it on and this is a disney plus original series but what i love so much about it is that it didn't just show disney owned products you're learning about harry potter in this mm-hmm. you'll see all of these other you know these these other like franchises they were part of because industrial light and magic is what what movies are made of yeah you know what i mean and that inspired other companies like weta to come along and all these other production houses but it was really ilm that put movie magic on the map like that where they put bring the digital to it i'm literally looking at the cover of the book and you see 
all these franchises that they're a part of and you see like star wars iron man like these animated films rango like it's it's unreal what they were able to do and especially what they were able to do in the time that they were in right and that's yeah. that's what's that's what just blows my mind you're seeing what they're pulling off like i mean there's more power in our iphones there's more power in our car um in our car like uh systems stereo. you know stereo yeah. than the computer systems that they had back in the day and they were just they're creating magic and it's just it's really incredible to see that the first i would say the first three or four episodes really like because our foundation now we know that computers generate cg and yeah you could really like really and i'm not saying it's not hard to make cg or visual effects but it's more understandable and you could and wrap your head around the idea of yes it, right but what they had to do for star wars for empire strikes back and for return of the jedi and then all the other things in between it's like i still don't understand how they make it. yeah it's like, wild. i still don't understand how they were to able to composite without machines yeah. and computers and it's just it's, crazy it's crazy it's what wild. they were able to, so and it's a mixture it. of hardware and software and just these geniuses who are putting in work um and i think that's one of the things i remember at the time when disney bought lucasfilm i'm like they're also buying they're getting skywalker sound which is like the place that mixes and does sound effects in the hollywood and they're getting ilm under their belts too so like that that was a huge deal when that happened and it just it just wow to see and i'm so glad that there is a documentary series like this and i and i love because i also know that you know we've been watching the assembled making of like Marvel series yeah. for the movies and shows. I love seeing the work that goes behind it because that I think is the magic of it all. We get to see the end product, but you really get to see how things are created. Right? We here on the movie podcast, not only love movies, but we love how they're made. Yeah, we do. Uh, well said. One really cool thing about the doc is George Lucas is in it. He's yeah. in it a lot. And there's even like, I think one episode that really focuses on him. So, um, it was just nice to see him on the screen. Yeah, of course. Steven Spielberg's there as well. James Cameron's Ron there. Howard's Ron Howard's there. Yeah. Ron Howard. He, I think, produced it. Yeah. Um, with, yeah. So, yeah, really, really well done. Yeah. Beautiful doc, like, doc series. I had put it up there for me with, like, the Imagineering project. Yeah. In terms of just, like... Sorry? Imagining story? The imagine was it the imagining story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I put it up there with just like the quality that was put into it. This is fantastic. Not, it's amazing. There was another prop show on Disney Plus that came yeah, out. Props. Props. Yeah. <laughs> which was was it was okay, but it felt like too much like a uh, do you remember you guys remember the show that would give like in between shows movie surfers? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit, where this is like the nitty gritty making of this is like this is like the appendices of the Lord of the Rings. There's another one I compared yes, to that. there was another one that they had as well that was I think hosted by The Rock or something like that that also didn't do too well right yeah and i mean i love magic story i totally forgot about the light and magic one so yeah. i'm gonna watch that as soon as i get home it's yeah. phenomenal yeah, yeah you can i can't little wait. things like how much george lucas loved disney at yeah the, before like there's a there's I a mean, picture a star, uh what's it um star, the star wars ride star, star tours, tours right like yeah. it's the, the connection yeah. to disney's always been there oh but like indiana jones yeah there's there's a picture of him like i think this was during empire strikes back and it has like two bookends is just mickey mouse on both ends like yeah. you could see like he really loved he really loves disney and why he chose disney to sell his product yeah or his his company to so it's just little things like that you'll see yeah. like oh that, that makes sense why disney made sense for star wars yeah and for everything else yeah and and believe it or not star wars as is as big now i think than it's ever been right oh yeah because you're getting all generations of people who are who are watching it it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing shay what have you been watching this week um assembled miss marvel yeah yeah really enjoyed it i loved that watching that series uh there's a movie that um 
you guys in the show kept talking about and and luckily the movie's been talking about us a lot too uh dc <laughs> league of super pets i decided to go watch that i wasn't able to join you guys for the um for the actual screening of it so i'm like you know what i i just went by myself to watch it loved it thought it was great stayed for the after credit sequence it was really fun that's funny did um, you did you think you know the movie podcast called this movie hilarious and heartfelt did you i didn't feel that? any of that though i'm a little confused interesting yeah interesting. i didn't feel hilarious or heartfelt i thought it was <laughs> no i definitely got that vibe from yeah. it um and when I walked in the theater, they were like, are you from the movie podcast? I'm yeah. like, yes. How did you know? They're like, you're wearing a shirt. I'm like, that makes sense. But like, uh, just, just so, so Anthony was watching the like, channel flicking this week. And then yeah, the channel flicking? Cha- channel surfing. <laughs> flicking through the channels, I'm going to say. <laughs> flicking through the channels. Um, and saw the critic TV spot for DC League of mm. Super Pets. And there we are. There yeah, was the movie podcast. It was on TLC. Yeah. It was actually on. It was on the Discovery Network. <laughs> it, was, it was on the 90 Day Fiance. They're, they're removing uh, so, it now. I think yeah. David so, Zaslav is removing yeah. the commercial. Uh, yeah, it was, it was. I saw like I saw DC Super Pets, so I stopped. I'm like, I wonder if Daniel's quote because it's been everywhere. And there it was under uh, Crazy. Aquaman. It's, it's so funny seeing like the variations that they use because like at first it was just hilarious, hilarious. and then they dropped the trailer that says heartfelt, and then yeah. the next one was hilarious and heartfelt. I'm eventually like, just, they'll finish the whole tweet. They'll, eventually yeah. they'll finish the whole. I said review. to Daniel, he should be in the credits at this point of the movie. <laughs> Like, we should we should for sure yeah yeah it's um, funny how they how they do that yeah yeah, yeah. and then I, I watched bullet train uh with you guys we did yeah reviews out for that yep um, <laughs> there's a nice little little yeah. pause there little pause there uh accepted from 2006 was on tv and I, it just started so i sat down and watched it and i don't know why i did what a bad movie like it's such a 2006 film like it's such a product of its time yeah there's there's that movie remember when we fired up yep like that was another movie that kind of felt like of that era 100 you know I mean? and i justin long is such an interesting character i hate the name of his character so much though his name in the movie is bartleby Gaines. Yeah, is that's not a, a Harry, that's not a Harry that? Potter character. They don't well, work in Diagon It Alley? sounds like a yeah. Harry, like. Why would someone be named that? But you also see like all the other people that are in this movie. Like you have Blake Lively before she became big. Yeah. Jonah Hill. So it's always interesting to see people where they kind of started from. Definitely um, restarted Stranger Things four um, because it's, I feel like it's been enough time for me not separated from it. I want to watch it as a whole. Yeah, loving it. What a great what a great season this was. And uh, can I say I watched this other thing? Um, I think it's redacted. I think it's redacted. So you're watching so redacted. redacted. With, I yeah, watched we're redacted. watching redacted. Yeah, we. I watched a couple things actually that are redacted, so we can't say what they are. Yeah. So redacted is a great, great thing that we could. Talk I think about. redacted is funny. Yeah. <laughs> the other redacted thing is really cool. Yeah. But man, these redacteds are pretty wicked. The redacteds are the redacted ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, there's lots of yeah. Honestly, people think there's a movie called or show called Redacted. Like, oh, when's Redacted? I, so, I for a second thought there so was. So funny I had to story. Look at the document. Funny story about that though. I remember back in the day when the first Avengers film was coming out, people were trying to figure out who the aliens were that Loki was trying going to be bringing to Earth because people were like, oh, is it this character? Do they have ties to the Fox? Are they going to be doing this crossover? Oh, no, are they doing that? And Because they were seeing the toy leaks. And the toys, instead of being called the Shatari, which they were in Avengers, they were called the Redacted. So people for a long time, and it was like an l- ongoing joke afterwards that anytime something was leaking... People were like, oh, it's the re- the redacted. Loki has an army called the redacted coming to Earth. And oh people God, thought so that funny. redacted was the name of the alien race that he was using to attack Earth with. Hilarious. Those are the gr- those are just the funny days of the internet, oh, yeah. you know, where you're just like, well, people are so dumb. Yeah. People are still really dumb on the internet. People but are really it's like dumb on the internet, people yeah. are now just like 
a lot more worse on the internet, a lot more they're toxic more, about it. They're more, yeah. Yeah, but it's just funny. Yeah, this, like, the last couple of weeks, I've, I've just been watching a lot of stuff, obviously, for review with the show, and then uh, I've just been rewatching Smallville, just because with the Talkville podcast happening, um, each week they're going on an episode of Smallville, but now I've now finished the first season of Smallville, and I'm just, I just burned through it really fast because, like, I love that show, but yeah, it's, uh, we have a lot of fun stuff coming up this week, guys. Do we, though? I think we do. So. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have a, we have some cool events happening this week. Again, stay tuned to make sure you're following us on all of our socials at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterbox because that's where you'll be able to see all of the cool stuff they're going to be doing. Uh, next week, of course, we won't have a new episode of the show on Monday, but we will have stuff dropping throughout the week. So look forward to all of that. And as always. After this, you can catch a brand new episode of the show every single Monday uh, and watch out throughout the week for our reviews and our interviews on all these movies and series. We're going to be at TIFF as well in September. We're also going to be at Fan Expo. We're going to be covering D23 stuff. There are so many things happening in September. It's kind of a crazy next month and a half on the show. So if you love what we're doing, please make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give us a five-star rating on the movie podcast. Make sure everything that we do you support because that is how we grow on here and then we're going to be doing a lot more cool stuff Shay you're confused at what I'm saying everything you do everything we do everything we do we want you to love yes yeah that's Just you follow sure. us as we say follow us blindly yeah follow us blindly that's what we want you to do pull here over and give us five stars yes please do that if you're anywhere you are in the world please if you, if you like what we're doing we love also talking to everyone in our discord it's yeah. so cool we've been getting a lot of cool messages from people saying hey I found your this your rev- this you guys through our we your just, note review we just got one I'm going to shout one person yeah let's do it right let's, let's talk to them shout some people let's here. let's shout some people out uh, in the discord yeah we had film junkie join us recently yeah. we also had someone named louis sergeant yeah that's oh. not how they say the name but they were <laughs> on vacation here in the uk and they're a film production student and then guess what their interests match our interests did they did their school teach them about the movie podcast that is their real film I, production I believe, that's a real school i believe film? they played in schools our episodes <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's a it's a what is it a seminar or yeah save yeah. basically they said save, money from this? Yeah, money from this? save your money and just listen to the movie podcast you know how they have taylor numbers. swift classes and yeah. master class it's master class yeah, yeah. And, or like in university they in have university they have is somebody teaching us yeah oh, damn they're oh like why is anthony even on the show <laughs> guys wait till, the, like wait till the week that we talk about anthony that's that's a good one uh but of course we love what we're doing we are so grateful for all the, all the opportunities that we've been given and the ones that are on the horizon so stay tuned for all of that that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next